Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Do you have to belch so much? <laughs> it's in the intro. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think you're getting into? <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> we give you fair warning yeah. with that intro. Uh, hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I am Bryce Hanson. I have a PhD in spookology, and my friend across from me every week is David Day, Professor David Day, right? Uh, the four moist expert in scare meow meows. Okay, new theatrical. We already went over there. Hey, hey, if you're new, hey, how you doing? Check out our website horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to all our social media and all the other things that we do. Um, if you are a fan of The Haunting of Bly Manor or Hill House, we have special after shows for that you can check out there. We post new episodes of our regular show, which this is, every Wednesday. Um, if you like or dislike our belches or anything else we do, leave us a voicemail at two, sorry, at 682-253-4468. Do you have that memorized uh, yet? No. That number? No. Oh, I have it. I have it in my head now. Yeah, I have to. I have to open Google Voice every time. Six eight two two five three four four six eight. Or if you have trouble remembering it, six eight two two five three four HMT. Four HMT. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's much easier to remember. Right. 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 So get ready for the new year because today we'll be talking about Terror Train. Oh, oh boy, this is a real zinger of a classic, 1980, if mm. I recall. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten: one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, five being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, after we talk about Terror Train, we'll be doing taglines and horror movie whores. Oh, baby. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. I like it. Hey, let me ask you before... Hey, Bryce, let me... (laughs) David. What, What put this movie on your radar? I have a guess. Can I can I field a guess before you answer? Go for it. Go for it. You were like, "Well, I have the I have to do the episode that's released closest to New Year's, mm-hmm. so I'm going to look up New Year's horror movies." Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and cuz before this I had heard the name Terror Train. I knew nothing about it. Uh I certainly didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis was in it and that it was done in 80, 1980. Right. But it makes sense. I think, so yeah, it's kind of a tradition now. Around Halloween, we cover one of the Halloweens. Yeah. Um, During December, we're doing mostly Christmas horror movies. There's, I mean, there's so many Christmas yeah, horror movies. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And then I thought, like, we've never done a New Year's yeah. episode. And this is like, this will come out December 30th. So right. two days, one day before New Year's Eve. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's exactly what I did. I Googled New Year's uh, horror movies. And this is on the list of all of them. And it's basically a list of awful movies. <laughs> And they're all like, this is shit, this is shit. And then it gets to Terror Train, and it's like, this one's, all this right. one's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, to think that this was the good one, <laughs> it is slim pickings on New Year's Eve horror. <laughs> I, uh, well, we'll get into it, but uh, but I, I think I had a pretty, I had a, actually a pretty fun time with this. On the same list where I found this one, uh, number 10 was End of Days. The Schwarzenegger like, movie. Oh, oh, like 90, <laughs> 97 or something it's like, like that. W- was that even a horror movie? It's. <laughs> I mean, it's scary because it's the end of days, I guess. It's the end of Schwarzenegger's block, blockbuster career. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, this week we streamed Terror Train and it was terrible. Wow. You really have feelings about this. <laughs> Here is the trailer. Of terror. <laughs> <laughs> toot toot. 
All aboard. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, Terror Train is available on Amazon Prime Video as of this recording. Terror Train is a slasher set on a train during New Year's Eve. It's pretty much all you need to know. There it is. That's the whole movie. If that just gets you clamoring towards the remote, this movie might be for you. But it also stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's the final go- final girl extraordinaire, Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's set not it's set two years away from Halloween. Yeah. This is her dare I say second uh uh um, holiday-based horror film in two years. <laughs> Terror Train. Oh, so yeah, it's set in an alternate universe where people celebrate New Year's <laughs> by chartering a train for an eyes wide shut style costume party fuckfest. Except it's not. Uh, people. Other things about this alternate universe is people never disclose pertinent life and death information, and David Copperfield is sexy. That was David Copperfield. You you texted me that it was David Copperfield. That was David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you that we were going to do Terror Train, and your second, like right. your response was, "It's got David Copperfield in it." Okay, so you never you didn't spot him on the whole. That was early in the week. Okay, <laughs> and then I forgot all about that, <laughs> and then I watched this movie on like Thursday. Mm. And then I was like, mm. and then I, up until now, I didn't even remember David Copperfield was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Copperfield, get this, played the magician. Whoa! Actually, the tricks he did were probably the most interesting parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I don't know how he put the cigarette through that quarter. Uh, I'm still like, and he smoked it. I do. I think I actually had one of those quarters. <gasps> Wait, there's a qu- Wait, I don't oh, want to break you your gonna, illusion. Are you going to break my illusion? You're going to get fucked up by the guild, dude. <laughs> well, I'm not back a, here next week. I'm not a member, so they can't do no shit to me. You're just going to be a fucking corpse. Yeah. Um, it's a trick quarter, if, if you want to know. So there's a hole in it? Yeah, there, you, you can get these quarters that are like... Oh, it's all just slide ahead. Very, hand. very, very finely cut in certain ways to where like you can't see where it's cut so that one is like um it's got a hole cut in it and like a flap on the back so you can push something through it it looks like you're pushing it through the quarter and then when you pull it out it seals it up nice knowing you buddy (sighs) it's an illusion michael (laughs) um so at the opening of the film we're introduced to a group of wacky friends including the ringleader doc played by hart bachner and a sorority sister, and final girl expert Jamie Lee Curtis playing Elena. The beginning of the movie is set three years prior on a fateful New Year's celebration where this group of friends punked a fraternity pledge student so hard that he spun himself into an insane asylum. (laughs) Did they punk him? It's that opening scene was so confusing. It's inexplicable. It's one of those, like, that... I was like, I should rewind this and watch it again to try to understand what's going on. And I didn't because I was like, this does not deserve that much attention. Okay, we'll get into this in spoilers. I'm very interested in learning a little more about this. So three years later after that, during the train ride, the students start getting murdered by a mysterious, almost magical killer. 
I picked Terror Train, like I said, because we were trying to find a New Year's horror movie, and apparently the picking is really slim because this is considered the good one. It isn't. (laughs) The plot, like most slashers, is incidental and is held together by a thread composed of awful dialogue and terrible direction. I was honestly confused about what happened in the opening scene because I didn't know if I was supposed to understand that the dead body featured was a murder victim or a medical school cadaver. Right. I kind of gathered that it was the latter. It moved like a like a fresh person. Yeah. Oh, a medical school cadaver. Because, like, right before that, they're like... I think they were throwing around, like, a severed hand. They're like, medical school. We just... Yeah. Use dead body parts willy nilly because that's the kind of pranksters we are. Oh man, this it's... reminds me of a conversation that I just had with our our fucking phenomenal artist Dustin Goble about um, James Gunn. Oh who yeah, is apparent. Like I didn't, I never looked into James Gunn. I never gave him a second thought. But he got me tooed. Uh, out he of did. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's right. He did out of uh, out of directing the third Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, um, it wasn't me. He got yeah, he, he got basic, canceled. He basically got me too. It was it was like Twitter. His tweets in the past were. Oh no his his tweets are vile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dude the dude is is uh he's definitely you know he's definitely an edge lord like. A 40-year-old, 45-year-old, like, 13-year-old at heart who's just just a 4chan fucking user and, like, super edgy. Nev- like, so he started out by writing and directing a couple of trauma films. Right. Tromeo and Juliet. Right. Was and, his and, breakout hit. Yeah, and he did one or two other trauma films, but it seems like he never left that group of friends mm. of, like, just trauma... Just really fucking perverse sense of humor uh-huh. people, and uh, and so he just he just kept making these horrendous tweets and going to these like child molestation parties where a bunch of adults dress up as like <laughs> like kids and like priests or like Easter Bunny and like or like the fucking just a and he it's inexplicable. Look him up, like huh. look up his exploits because on the one hand I support. His, uh, you know, his freedom of speech. On the other hand, man, it's really dumb to be so edgy when you're. Well, when old. you're, <laughs> when you're at like the trauma level, you don't really think you're ever going to make it to like a Disney blockbuster, right? Yeah, no, and, and you're like this is, this is what I'm going to do for the meantime. Like I'll make films, and then maybe someday I'll make some art house film yeah. that will get me enough money to live off of, but. You wouldn't think you're going to direct two of the largest blockbusters of the last decade. But also, 30 years have gone by, and you kind of need to grow up a little bit. I mean, you don't need to. It's just weird that you don't. I'm sure he has. It doesn't. I'm just saying, he hasn't that much. (laughs) Right. Which is weird. It's fine. Like, I fine. You know, whatever. Here we are in our our pedestal at Horror Movie Talk, where we belch and... If a bunch of, but look, if a bunch of consenting adults want to play child molestation, you know, role play mm-hmm. in public, I guess that's up to them. I mean, that's kind of genius because that's like taking it to a place of of kink. Like, and you can't kink shame. Yeah, you can't kink shame. You yeah. really can't. 
Yeah. No, you, it's not allowed anymore. Child molesting is not a kink, but acting like a child molester, That's that a is kink. a kink. Right. So you don't kink chain. And never the two shall meet. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> child molester. <laughs> so I guess all getting back to the beginning of this movie, I guess all we need to know is that the victim of the prank was pranked too hard. Yeah. He got pranked. He got Prank too hard. Fuck prank. You can go too far. The dialogue is truly laughable. It feels like the ad-libbed lines in the fast-forwarded parts of pornos. I was bored throughout the whole film, and not because I was tired, because I know you're going to say that, but because (laughs) it was boring and dumb. (laughs) <laughs> that, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't accuse you of yeah. being bored in this movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the most dread filled moment of this movie was when I checked the time code and I had half of it left to watch. It was I checked it at like forty five minutes. I was like, oh, getting harder and harder for me to read. I said this while we were playing the trailer, but it's it's hard for me to know where you're going to go with it. I know. There were two things that almost saved the movie for me, though, that were redeeming qualities. One, David Copperfield is the magician, reminded me that only a magician can truly be as creepy as a magician. (laughs) (laughs) And two, (laughs) the ending is so dumb, I laughed out loud. I literally, I was so disengaged through this whole movie, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care one fucking bit and then it got to the finale <laughs> it was so ridiculous i was like what <laughs> and it's almost like a fuck you to the audience of like fuck you for watching this movie yeah the end the, yeah the the twist is remarkably low effort yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, wh- and yeah. it was it was a twist ending in more ways than one is the dreaded <laughs> triple twist where where no twists occur at all. <laughs> there is a twist where you find out who the killer was, and then there is a twist where he twisted. Right. He just twirled around. Well, but not only that, it's like, you think the killer's going to be this guy the whole way through, yeah. and it's like, the movie sets it up as like, you know, you think you know who it's going to be, you don't know, and then it's like, no, you knew, and then it's like, fuck you. <laughs> so anyways, um, honestly, I don't think... The movie's worth your time, but you should have a fun time listening to us talk about it. Um, yeah, I give I think, it... I think it's kind of worth their time. Go really? On. Yeah, what do you give it? What do you, what's your score? Re- remembering so, that we score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge that makes you angry you had to watch, and 10 being so good that it transcends on Right. So, I've made it clear that I'm not a fan of slashers, and... Even the ones that we've watched that are supposed to be, like, the top tier, like, cream of the crop, like yeah. Halloween, uh, Black Christmas. What are you doing? Why like, are you doing this to Friday us? Friday the 13th. The Halloween people are going to come to and kill us at our house. <laughs> and uh, not, that, all... not that I'm saying Halloween people are mentally unstable, but... There's only a few slashers that I've liked that we've watched and what they, are they all have like this special extra element. What are they? Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Oh yeah, and That's a good uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, though, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is pr- pretty fucking great. Yeah, I mean that's not that's almost not a slasher though. 
That's like a yeah, supernatural it's or got like a, yeah, fantastical kind of thing. Uh, uh, That's what makes it more interesting. Is like right. the dream element and yeah, Freddy yeah. Krueger. It's not interesting because Freddy Krueger kills people. Yeah, I was I was having this discussion with Bugsy on Instagram this week. He's like, "What do you think of Hellraiser as a slasher?" And I'm like, "It's not really a slasher. It's interesting, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it's got a lot of sexual overtones, and it's really fucking weird, and yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, I don't so, know. so, anyways, when we start getting more like B, C, D tier slashers, um, it's really scraping the bottom of the barrel for me. What do you like, give it? Oh, I give it a two out of ten. That is wow. That's that's, that's it was pretty low. Really, a not enjoyable movie. I think you tend to skew low, and I skew high. Yeah, it's not even it's not even a fun movie in comparison you know? to each other. I, see, and that's where I disagree with you. That's the exact spot where I disagree with you. Um, I had a pretty pretty decent time watching this. All things considered, yeah, uh, for what it is. Um, you know, I at the start. It starts out at a sorority, or not, a fraternity, and I'm like, how is this going to be about a train? And then and then the train aspect of it was actually quite charming to me, and the party was fun. I like the party elements of things. I always, uh, you know, if, if you've listened to this show for a while, you know, like, I really enjoy the idyllic elements of, like, happy good times. Uh-huh. You know, it's like... The Halloween that's overly Halloweeny, and everybody there's, the street right. is packed with people, and mm. and this was a very fun seeming New Year's Eve party that I wanted to be a part of, and therefore I was bought in on kind of the dramatic element of this movie, and mostly this movie is less of a slasher and more of a uh, a, a um a kind of a low effort drama. Um, where there's just a lot of relationship, like, fuckery, people are messing with each other, and it's kind of about, you know, being a college kid at a party, and the the pro- the poking and prodding mm. to get this person to go have sex with that person, mm. and, like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind, it's kind of a party movie first, and then, mm-hmm. like, a s- very bad slasher second. Well, it's very bad at both of them. Yeah, really. it's, it's I mean, not it's, great at, e- at either of them. Yeah. It's certainly very, very bad at the scary elements. This one would be, honestly, this one's ripe for a remake. Like, oh, the yeah. setting is great. The idea of being stuck on a train um, with a killer on board is pretty great. Like, yeah, I, I mean, we just reviewed... <laughs> Uh, well, we didn't just review whenever we actually come out. Um, if you want to see like a real great horror movie set on a train, watch Train to Busan. Yeah. That really shows you the inescapable terror of the possibility of being attacked in an enclosed space where you can't escape. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a lot of back and forth and talking and thinking and then talking more and then. And illusions. And, and, oh, yeah. And illusions. And pranks. And tricks. Lots of tricks. Mm. Um. <laughs> Whores do tricks, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I think I... Think I boy, I, at the time I was uh, like at a five. Uh-huh. But, you know, this happens, I think, to both of us. When when we hear the other one describe the movie right. in great detail. You're like, oh, like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Boy. 
But my my so my initial knee jerk reaction, take this for what it's worth, was eh, this is pretty average for a, for 1980. You know, right. I always try to contextualize it, right? right. So it was released right, in right. 1980. This is very very early on in slasherdom, um, and uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is cute and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I had a decent enough time, so I kind of landed on a five. But now listening to you describe it, I'm being shamed into a kind of a four, <laughs> okay. I'd say. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I had a, I, I, I think for a free movie, especially one that surrounds. Right. Look, it, this is a fabulous movie to have on in the background of your New Year's Eve party. Yeah, it's yeah that would exactly be good. Exactly that. You know, yeah. you don't need to pay attention. It's just kind of goofy and fun right you can time the the ball dropping to when the killer falls out of the train right yeah spoilers um so let's move on to our mid-roll check in chew up and tune out this new year with okay drugs peach eatables they're the perfectly calming remedy for those seeking a gentle easing of worry as we transition from the nightmare that was 2020 into 2021. Into the new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hopeful, you know, and OK Gummies will help with that because it helps shift perspectives and elevate experiences and find clarity in crazy. So even if 2021 is crazy. Yeah. OK Drugs Peach Eatables will help you with that. Okay, drugs makes it okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when you're when you're confronted with 2020, your response should be, "Okay, drugs." <laughs> <laughs> Man, bingo. Uh, peach eatables are vegan, THC-free, made with broad-spectrum CBD to help relax and L-theanine to help you stay focused. Order your feel-good fix and use promo code Horror to get 10% off today. That's Horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 10% off today at ClarityInCrazy.com. During this corona shutdown, independent local theaters are in serious risk of not being able to open once the quarantine is lifted. And, you know, we're big fans of our local theaters. Mm-hmm. We got lots. It's like a embarrassment of riches in the Portland metro area. We got a lot of great historical theaters around here. Yeah, we got the Kiggins, we got Cinema Twenty One, we got the Hollywood. But today, I'd really like to talk about um, uh, Cinema Twenty One, which is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Cinema Twenty One plays many independent and hard to find movies that allow us to bring you reviews of fabulous horror movies like The House That Jack Built and Color Out of Space. They are privately owned and struggling to survive the shutdown. So it's it's a really sad story because I mean, since what March they've been shut down, and then there was this little glimmer of like, you can open up a question, little bit? Question mark? And like, like none no, of fuck you, fuck you, don't close those doors. Yeah, but it's like here it's a pretty pretty conservative when it comes to COVID, you know, uh, measures. It's like let's be overly cautious so theaters never really opened up cinema 21 uh was like renting out to like private party stuff and was kind of on a lifeline from that and then stuff got worse and everything got shut down again so it's like a real rough spot for independent cinema 
Yeah, so please help us keep Cinema 21 open by going to cinema21.com and buying a gift certificate. As soon as they reopen, they'll be happy to honor your gift card. So uh, for those of you that aren't local to Portland, please consider reaching out to your local theaters to see what you can do to help them. Because, man, I, I just – there is light at the end of the tunnel. We got these vaccines coming. I just want to go do something fucking normal, uh-huh. and let's just make sure that can happen. Right. So help help keep your local theaters open. Um, also, if you want to support us, there are several ways you can do that. Uh, the best way would be to join our Patreon and experience the perks and community that come with your membership. Perks like a whole second podcast called the Afterpod, where we leave the mics running and just talk about what's going on in our lives as well as just participating in the community and there's tiers where you can suggest movies and vote on them um you can get access to our calendar uh for upcoming episodes lots of fun stuff and you get like direct access to us pretty much yeah and also you can you can help us out by heading over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop and from there you can find all of our merchandise we got Dude, we got um, uh, uh, American Psycho stickers. We got um, The Shining stickers. We got The Exorcist stickers. Uh, we got uh, some shirts with our logos on it, both in red and mm-hmm. black. We've got a whole bunch of fun stuff over there. We got a, a color out of space sticker that's holographic and awesome. Mm-hmm. So you guys should at least head on over there and give it a little looky-loo to see if we got anything that you want. Yeah, you just took back all the terrible Christmas presents you got. Yeah, you know, got that got that return walking around money, and uh, might as well throw us some ducats. Yeah. Get a get a horror movie talk shirt and and rep. Um, please also, as always, check out our resident artist Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him at dgobel zero zero on Instagram. That's at d g o e b e l zero zero on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT saying, honestly, the commissions that he does are fantastic. Like you can, it's, you can ask him for some pretty elaborate stuff and he will deliver. So, so that's actually what we were talking about. I was like, you got any, you working on any commissions right now? He's like, I'm doing a Tromeo and Juliet commission. Really? I was like, oh shit. I think Lemmy from Motorhead is in that movie. He's like, yeah, I'm actually working on Lemmy right now. (laughs) And so, so look out for that uh, coming from him on his Instagram. That's at dgobull 0 on Instagram. Um, again, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Did we both do the same thing on that? I think so, yeah. Wow. That was... That's pretty cool. Replay that. That's amazing. Um, all right. So, first thing that hits me about this, and this is kind of like not fair, and you need to judge the film by, you know... Its own merit. Its own merit and the time that it's in, but this movie on Amazon Prime looked like it was a straight rip from a VHS copy. <laughs> you mean the poster on Amazon? Like the little placard that they give it? <clears throat> the whole film. Like, it's oh. <laughs> like oh. really lo-fi, like fuzzy sound. Man, you don't really realize the 
the strides that filmmaking has made in the sound department until you watch an older film where it's like yeah. just lots of like fuzzy yeah. overdriven uh analog tape sound and it's really not uh it's not helped at all by the m- mostly dark setting of everything right the lights turn down setting of everything you know i mean so uh, uh sleepaway camp mm-hmm. i think was 82 and has a very similar um, quality issue, mm-hmm. even with the digital copies of it that you can rent. But it doesn't; it's not as pronounced because it's all in broad daylight, so the lighting is really good. So you don't quite notice these big halos around all the lights and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is mostly dark. Yeah, uh, so it's so all the lights are kind of blown out. Yeah. Um, so it's an eighties horror movie and uh, as you know 80s is the uh the decade of casual cinematic date rape <laughs> or like peer pre- like absurdist peer pressure around sex yeah what is that what is okay okay did you ever feel in like high school or college like when you're a virgin you're like oh we gotta you gotta go fuck go fuck right now go through that door and fuck that girl <laughs> It's like, what? I wish. I know. <laughs> like, where are all these friends setting up their virgin friends to, to go fuck like a Jamie to, Lee Curtis? To go lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It is a very... I think it's in reaction to... This may be too deep for horror movie talk. But I think it's in reaction to... You got, you know, The Summer of Love in 68, mm. 69, and then... And then that kind of unleashes this free love wave, this Mm -hmm. idea of like, oh, um, sex is just a thing. Everybody just has sex just for fun. Mm -hmm. There's the pill. So there's not hopefully not dramatic repercussions. AIDS hasn't been invented yet um, (laughs) by the monkeys. Um, I'm sorry, apes. And uh, oh, I thought you meant the musical group. (laughs) Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. (laughs) And people say they give us AIDS. That we give them AIDS. Um, uh, and so... Then, HIV, we're the monkeys. Yeah, and so then you have the 70s, which is this huge perversion of, like, sadness. You know, according to Adam Carolla, the 70s is just this wave of, of like, ugh, gross, gritty sadness <laughs> uh-huh. and kind of, kind of an economic depression as well. So by 1980, you just have... Let's have sex. Let's just have sex. Our lives are horrible. I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a guess. Um, so the opening of this movie, so it's set in New Year's. There's like a frat slash sorority party happening on New Year's. Mm-hmm. And there's some pledges, which is weird. Would there be pledges on New Year's? Like, wouldn't that happen the beginning of the semester? I, you know... I maybe I was never community. involved. I maybe was never it's involved. It's a community with... college, and people are constantly coming in and leaving. Yeah, I was never involved in the frat, so I don't know. And this is the other thing that I liked about it. I kind of would have liked to be in a frat. Mm. Maybe. I, don't I mean, know. yeah. When you look at frats and movies, what? never mind. I don't think I would have. Yeah. I, yeah. No. It sounds like one of those things where it's like you're shown all of the great parts, like the parties and like the drinking and uh, fraternity. You know, like the word. Yeah. Um, and then you're not shown like, oh, you got to like have all these responsibilities and you have to go to these parties. Yeah. And you have to like, you know, buy. It's probably like a homeowner's association 
for college <laughs> where it's like yeah it's great we love living here but your neighbor's gonna turn you in for you know putting a flamingo out in your yard and look i mean i don't like people i don't like adults bossing me around right <laughs> you know like people who are supposedly reasonable and mature right are oftentimes barely right. reasonable or mature so some 21 year old kid who's like eh, you know fuck, clean up the bathroom scrub i've just be, i'd just be like well i'm gonna kill you <laughs> i guess i Get ready to board the terror train. I know. It'd be like, choo, you want to be part of the fret? You got to put on this blindfold. And then I'd be like, nope. Bye. Oh, I don't want to be. Dick, David. <laughs> so anyways, it opens up with this party and there's like the awkward nerdy um, pledge. David, David, this is so awkward. <laughs> the pledge that is being set up to fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And they're both supposedly virgins and then he's led up to the this is like one of the most horrific parts is just the christmas lights in this house it, they weren't christmas lights they were street lights they were street lights yes so you know you know those flashing okay so first of all they had two stoplights so straight up <clears throat> green uh, yellow red stoplights and they were flashing in succession. So red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green. And then and then there's also the hazard blinkers that sit atop the mm. uh, the flat uh, well, caution signs. I really wasn't paying attention because I thought they were all Christmas lights. Well, the thing that gave it away is I had friends who stole these things as well. And, you know, they put them around their room. But they were so annoying because... The audible click of the on-off of these lights is like, click. <laughs> so it's like, and they're flashing lights. So it's like, click, 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 click. And that's the sound in your room when you have one of these lights in there. And in the movie, you can hear, they have like seven of these things. And it's just like, tick, 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 tick. It's like, ugh. Yeah. So he's led up into this bedroom where Jamie Lee Curtis is supposed to be, you know, um down to fuck and uh he starts undressing and go so they have it set up where jamie lee curtis okay it's so confusing because she's I'm, like yes, she's like they're trying to set me up with this guy to to fuck him like i'm kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure i want to <laughs> i'm this is the 80s but yeah, so I have she's to fuck. like she's like she's like debating whether or not she oh you know what maybe maybe the debate in her head is she doesn't know if she wants to mess with this guy. No, but it's it's specifically about they want Having me to sex. have sex with this guy. And then she's up there, but she's hiding because there's someone else or something else in the bed. Because they've put some body, either a dead body or a live girl made up to look dead yeah, so he, in the bed. And it's not Jamie Lee Curtis. And she's... In this body, I assume it's a dead person. But she's luring... Because the tits move like... Sure. Yeah. She's luring him in. She's like, hey, come on, come to bed, sweetie. I don't know what she's saying, but he gets undressed and it's she's... my first time, too. Yeah, that's right. That's my first time, too. She He gets undressed and then he opens, like, the very... It's like the, um, the gossamer curtains out of Brazil. Yeah, like the mosquito net netting. Yeah. 
And Ew. Uh, <laughs> and then it flashes, and it's honestly, I mean, even while you're describing it, it's it's plain that it's confusing what's going on because there's someone in the bed and they're dead. You like you get half a second flash, and then the guy starts just twirling around madly and getting wrapped up in the curtains around the bed. Just I can't emphasize enough like how much twirling is going on. The the direction given to this young actor is you're confused, you're scared, you're twirling. <laughs> more okay. Once again, more twirling. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, more energy, more twirling. Go. Go. Um, and then they did that like 20 times until it was like the guy was just mad with energy twirling around getting caught up in these <laughs> I will say this about this scene. It was really perversely gross. The the reveal of this dead body in the bed was it it shocked me that they had done this to a person. Right. And I was like, God damn. I was like, oh, my God. Ew, David. Yeah, it was. Oh, ew, no, David. It was gross. So I I rewatch it right before we, we started and got a little more. Con- so it was like a dead body. And it's pretty clear it's a cadaver because it's, it's got blue. It's got like the incision mark in the chest like it's been autopsied mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but it doesn't have arms and legs for some reason. Yeah, well, the, you, and don't, it's, you don't need those when you're dead. But honestly, the first viewing, you're like, am I supposed to be scared because someone was murdered? Or am I supposed to be scared because the guy is twirling? It's kind of shut up. You know, it's like, <laughs> shut up. Um, I, okay, I, I think I have it down. I think I have... I think I have it down. Okay, so so Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, debating whether or not she wants to do this just for the record you're putting in way more thought into this movie than whoever made this i know but i like this this so i'm gonna keep saying it so jamie lee curtis is like i don't know will i won't i about this whole thing because because she knows that you know this is going to be a traumatic incident for this guy and she's going to have to like pity fuck him afterwards right so she's like she's like i don't want to go through with it because i don't know if i really am into the pity fuck and then she's like no you know what i could use a little you know, right? I, I could use a, something in my ham wallet. Maybe the maybe the plan was we're gonna prank him, have a good old time, <laughs> pledge. Uh, look at this dead body, and then they're just gonna like shove over the rotting corpse in the bed. Then fuck. Oh, yeah. No, that's probably yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Right? Is uh, and you know, right. other, why not? You know, you got another person in the bed. Mm-hmm. Eh, who's to say? So then it cuts to the credits, and there is one credit that just made me go like, what? I've never seen this credit before. Director of Dialogue. Huh. It's like, what? Have you ever heard of a Director of Dialogue? No. No, I haven't. I had to look it up. I'm like, is this a thing in every movie that I just never realized was a thing? Because it's in the opening credits. Like, the... Not in, like, the end full right, credits. Right, This is like, important. This is, like, right next to, like, the director of photography. It's, like, director of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it was more of a thing around the silent film era when they moved to talkies. Director of dialogue was someone that worked with the actors that were from the silent era to be like, you need 
to speak better so people can understand you because silent actors might have been mealy mouth or had accents or wow had weak voices or something that's so interesting and now yeah in this 1980s movie there's a director of which underlines which makes it even more absurd because the dialogue in this movie is awful (laughs) so it's like you got to deliver this awful dialogue in a very specific way it's like uh, (sighs) man it was 40 years ago this movie That's was released crazy yeah um and then it moves on um they're getting they're boarding the train there's some dialogue with the train conductor the train conductor is like a real big part in this movie a huge part and he's like kind of an idiot he's the reason that they needed the the dialogue director mm-hmm. i'm serious he's i mean he's He's 70 in this movie, mm. so that means he was born in, like, 1910 mm-hmm. or maybe yeah, 1900. He's probably from the silent era. Right. He's in one of the Little Rascals. He yeah. was one of the, You my killed ag- the original Alpha Alpha! My Aggie! <laughs> I love that in the Simpsons clip where, where Moe kills Alpha Alpha and the kids, the other Little Rascals are like, you killed the original Alpha Alpha! They said the original in it. <laughs> So great. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, <laughs> um, so one of the things that they say just like off offhandedly is basically, oh, I should, I told you they should have in, installed a radio on this train. What happens if something goes wrong? What train is not going to have a radio? A train in 1980 that that's whole purpose is just to give rides. You know, it's just to be like, we get, are, we're a party train. That's what we do. We have, you know, we have a party train in our area. We do? Yeah. Um, so those... Amtrak. That, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you know those, those tracks that kind of go through the county, like, starting basically from, from Fruit Valley Road until that hits Yakult and it kind of like you'll cross these inexplicable train tracks that you've never seen a train on. Mm. Um, that is one set of tracks and it goes out into Amboy and there's, there's a train out there that that's on a loop and it's privately owned and huh. they just give rides in the fall to see the leaves and, you know, rides in the summer <laughs> to feel the breeze. And like, you can rent it for, you know, it was one private, thing that I, that private I f- parties found out there's, there's like, the things you stumble on the internet, one of the things I stumbled on was there's people that make, like, basically go-kart, go-karts for train tracks, oh. or they make, like, pedal cars for train tracks. Yeah. Oh, yes. You showed me this once, I think. And you can find... Like, abandoned tracks. Abandoned tracks yeah. and, like, just go down them. And there's, like, some crazy videos of people with these train track go-karts that like go off until they reach a bridge that's completely collapsed and they're like oh well i guess we got to turn around that's crazy yeah rail what a weird media weird but it but it's important i mean in america it's really important for you know moving goods around that's mainly what we use it for and then europe shit i mean europe and lots of you know lots of japan asia there's people use trains right what a world we live in what a country um so they are getting on this train and for some reason it's like a elaborate costume party for new year's this is what i like about it 
Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous because it's like they're in a costume party. Why? Because we need it to be. All right. Yeah. We need we need disguises. All right. right. Get off our case. So it starts with um, the killer killing one of the uh, friends and stealing his costume, which is like a pseudo Groucho Marx. Right. Before they board the train. And this is this is a bummer. I don't know why movies do that. They kill the funny guy right off the bat. You know, like why? He's he's the interesting part of the movie. Right, right. Why are you killing him so quick? Right. And it's a trope, too. Like, this is a common thing. Mm. I don't get it. Um, it. Seems like shooting shooting yourself in the foot right off the bat. Other examples of um, Probably bad dialogue. Like, the first time that I kind of, like, realized how bad the dialogue was, was the conversation between Jamie Lee Curtis and her, like, uh, her friend. Like we're gonna be good friends. We're gonna be. Oh, you are my best friend. You are also my best friend. I'm going to miss you. Yes, we're going to miss each other. Hugs. Oh wow. We're gonna be separated for a while. Well, well I'll miss you again. Yeah. Like I kind of wish they just said something like, "Our boobs really squished together mm-hmm. quite a bit when we hugged just now." Right. And then it got crazy. I was really expecting this movie to like take a good turn into some. Real raunchy sex, and so that really kept my attention for a long time. <laughs> and I was really just waiting for it. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go on, go on. I yeah. don't know why it's still something that I'm interested in, Yeah, because porn is so prolific in my life. Because it's, it's just better. Yeah. Outside of porn. It's just something, there's something magical about it. Yeah, it's like, wow. What a, yeah. wow. It's the context. You can go to porn, and you're like, all right, I, it, I'm, fe- I'm just going straight to the parts that I need. Yeah, you know? yeah. Whereas, but, like, this is like, there's but, a whole movie around one moment where you get to see some tits. But it never gets there. It's very disappointing there, in that regard. There are two boobs in this movie. At the start, the, bo- At the, start? the body. Oh, okay. Well, I guess there's four boobs in this movie. Damn. You didn't remember the scene where yeah, the Yeah, girls... yeah, yeah, where she's flirting with him and yeah. super drunk and, yeah, yeah. trying to... try. She's really coming on to him, and he says no, and she's she doesn't take no for an answer. But I, I'm not I'm not clear on whether that's r- attempted rape. Well, it's the '80s. It's not rape in the '80s. Oh, but don't you know you can friendly camaraderie? Th- you can have done something in any time in your life and uh, and be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Now, context doesn't matter, especially when we come to you know rape. And I think this might have been attempted rape. I think that'll be the next, like, form of cancel culture is now we're going beyond, like, actual actions or statements. We're going to attack you for the movies that you've been in that had highly... It's like, you were in Revenge of the Nerds? Well, you don't get a career anymore. Just, just wait until Elon Musk's Neuralink comes out and we can we can hold you accountable for thoughts that you have. Right. The you ca- the thought cast- about having sex with me? That's just, attempted rape. I just realized the uh, the cast of Return of the uh, the Revenge of the Nerds is probably like you can't cancel what has already been canceled in my career. Uh, you can't blame everything on having been pigeon toed, David. Well, I'll try. So David Copperfield is hired to be the magician on this train, and a uh, very young, svelte David Copperfield. Yeah. Uh, and David Copperfield is moody as fuck. Yeah, he's... It's it's funny. I'm reminded of how goofy and, like, it's so funny. Because, like, 
these magicians, you, you know that they're nerds. Yeah. They're just like, you know, kind of like nerds introvert that- nerds that like they don't, I don't want to generalize, but like <laughs> they don't have like a real fun time at parties at parties. And so they spend their time learning trickery so that they can get some attention and uh then they're granted too much power too quickly and it overwhelms them <laughs> and then so they got this facade of like ooh, i gotta be really flashy to distract you from the fact that i'm palming this thing and uh so anyways it's it's funny <laughs> david copperfield in this context um this is like he was already established i i checked his his wikipedia page like he'd already done like two or three television specials wow so he was known he's a draw as a magician this is the magic trick huh illusion michael mm. trick is something a whore does for money um but it's pre <laughs> it's pre like the famous specials where he disappeared the statue of liberty and walked through the great wall of china which is the one i remember he disappeared the statue of liberty you didn't know that i vaguely recall this how did he do that he didn't mm. really. It's still there, right? It was an illusion, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still there? It's it's still there. What about the Great he, Wall of China? He put it back. Okay. He walked through it. This is the one that I remember from as a kid. I remember watching it on TV, like him going through the Great Wall, and it was this big, elaborate like production where it, you see a, his shadow inside of a curtain walking through this wall and then coming out the other side. I mean... Say what you will, but I I really liked David Copperfield when I was a kid. Like you I've, strike me as someone who's seen David Copperfield live. I have. Yeah, there, I, I called have. it. I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew what it. is what is it about me that well? Betrayed there's, me? there's a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> so first of all, being Mormon, uh-huh. you know, that's a dead giveaway. Uh-huh. It's like we enjoy. This seems like hood wholesome fun. You know, it's not drug oriented, right. but it's it's still fucking partying. It's there's no sex, but there's titillating, you know, stuff in it. Yeah, that's and, enough to be like, ooh, it's a pretty girl. And you know, I mean, you know, we talk about, uh, or you just got done, you know, kind of giving a speech on how magicians are kind of not cool. Well, you and I weren't either, so mm-hmm. there's another mark against right. you, and therefore, you know, we are easily taken in by things oh, like magic I shows. I mean, I'm betraying myself because I knew how that coin trick worked. But also... That doesn't just happen. Also, your parents were loaded, <laughs> and so you probably went to Vegas or something like that, and, uh-huh. and, and were like, yeah. Dad, can we watch David Copperfield? And he was like, yes, son, with all of my money, I will buy you front row tickets. <laughs> We didn't see him in Vegas. We saw his show when it came to the Schnitz. The cruise ship that we were on. Yeah. So, yeah, the David Copperfield, like, you know, credit where credit is due. He is the most successful magician, like, in history. Like, What about Chris Angel? Nope. Not even close. <laughs> what about David Blaine? Not even close. You know how many TV specials David Copperfield had? No idea. It's like... Over a dozen. It helps that he's handsome. Yeah, he is a pretty handsome Dashing. guy. Not not in this movie. He's. It's clear that he's felt, but he's not. He. Yeah, he looks really scrawny and. Yeah. Kind of. Later on, he clearly got a workout regimen and a diet and a personal trainer and all that. Right, and he pulled. Who is it? Claudia Schiffer. This is his wife. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, he... he uh, That's the real magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Illusion, Michael. <laughs> um, so, yeah, David Copperfield is is just a great addition to this. And really, throughout the whole movie... Um, I mean, his his name should have been Red Herring because they set him up as <laughs> yeah. the like, well, he's obviously the killer. Yeah. And uh, that's like pretty much the only plot element that we have is that who's killing people? Well, the magic. There's man. a magician that can disappear and reappear whenever he wants. That'll keep you quiet for and an hour and a half. For some reason, it's held out till like the very end of the movie that the kid that they pranked. Um, was a magician. <laughs> like, well, it didn't seem like relevant information at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I am also a magician. <laughs> so they they really underline that um, throughout the whole movie. Um, I like that uh, the magician like checks the crowd before the first show. Because yeah. there's multiple shows for some reason. Um, and they're like, listen to that rock and roll music. And he's like, oh, this is a rock crowd. I really need silence for my uh, illusions <laughs> to be performed correctly. I need their attention. They're not going to pay attention. And then his first show happens, and it's like features just disco music. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> I don't want this rock crowd. I'm exclusively a disco magician. <laughs> <laughs> Only all disco magic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Di- what? What is the thing that sets disco music apart? Is it just the four, the four beat, the four on the floor? Yeah, kind of thing. I mean, it's there's nothing that sets it apart. It's just dance music. Yeah. Like dance music has always existed, and for some reason in the seventies they're like, fuck dance music because it has a name. Yeah. Specific to this decade. Yeah, disco, right. though. Yeah, Blondie. Mm. She's she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of disco. No, I love disco, too. I mean, how how can you not? Can't beat the Bee Gees. Right. Fucking get out of here with that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, anyways, it's kind of... They talk about the prank they fold, pulled in freshman year, and it took me a while to connect the dots of like, oh, that was the opening scene. That was the prank they were talking about. Because I, oh, oh, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason, I didn't a- attach that. Right. Um, and it's very obvious that... Because at the time, you're still not clear on what happened at the start. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what? Um, but they say it went real bad, and the guy went in the hospital. Yeah. And I thought, like, he got hurt, but I think I missed the part where they said it was a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Because it was a mental... I, I didn't they know that until up, I went to IMDb. They didn't have the uh, the uh, <laughs> the script director in there. The dialogue they like, director. They go to the mental hospital. <laughs> what was that? Um, so it's very... I mean, it's like very paint-by-numbers of... This is the line of dialogue that we say that sets up the movie. Yeah. And uh, so it's very, very much so like, well, that's obviously the killer is the person that they pranked, I, which is true. OK, but it's so clear that it's him. Mm-hmm. It's it's crystal clear to the extent to the point that it that, that you're sure it's a twist. You're like, well, clearly it's so him that it can't possibly be him. 
Right. It can't. It can't be him. But it at the at the end of the movie, it turns out to be him, well, and it's so <laughs> low effort. Like it's like the real twist is that there is no twist, and it's like what is happening. Um. So yeah, people start getting murdered, and this is the other part where it's like. I guess we don't share relevant information in this in this uh, train because the conductor stumbles across, I guess, the second dead body, which is the the black guy in the lizard costume. Yeah, yeah. And he find so if you how the this guy got killed is he had his head shoved into the mirror and basically bludgeoned to death. Yeah, you know. And then so the conductor comes in. There's blood everywhere. Mirror smashed. Like the and now we really have dead the, body on the floor, and then he like goes back to the other like assistant train conductor, I guess. Is like, oh, there's been an accident. Assistant to the train conductor. There's been an accident. Something, something real bad. There, uh, someone died. Yeah, uh-huh. I really hate to put this on you, but he doesn't share that the person was obviously murdered. Right. Uh, well, a real clumsy guy fell down in the bathroom and died. Died hardcore. <laughs> um, he didn't mention that there's blood everywhere. Yeah, it's weird. And then they go back and he, to show him. He's like, yeah, see, here's here's where it is. And, and the guy's, well, hey, now he's he's okay. He seems to be okay. Yeah, and so they come back and then there's no blood. And the and lizard he, man is alive. Yeah, and it's inexplicable. Like, oh, How wow, did he's, he's real groggy. And, oh, yeah, the other part is, like, the train conductor never took off the mask right. of the guy. Right. He just reached underneath the mask uh, to take a pulse. Felt around a little bit. Because why would you take off a mask? Well, Someone my first that, inclination is to reach into his pants, see what he's working with. <laughs> you know? Okay. After that, though, you would take off the mask. Right. So, anyways, when the guy... When the guy Came to, he just still has the mask on. He's like, well, I guess that's obviously the same guy. He's just not bloody. I guess he just cleaned himself up and then laid down on the floor again. That's weird, but okay. And then the train conductor is like, eh, well, that's kooky. So now... I guess he was just drunk. Now, really, at this point, we... We begin the purgatory of the movie. This is the beginning of the purgatory uh-huh. of Terror Train. Right. Which is a lot of vaguely uninteresting dialogue um, and walking from car to car and a lot of relationship advice and questions and in minor relationship intrigue. That's, yeah, but you don't care about any of these people. It just kind of goes nowhere. Yeah, you're not actually given any information about any of the characters other than some of them are pranksters. Yeah. Like the Doc guy. Yeah. He's a pre-med student and his name is Doc. Um, he he is a prankster and then all of his friends are his friends. Yeah. That's pretty much the information that we're given. Um, it, and then, yeah, the dialogue is terrible. So there's this, this is an example of what we're working with here. This is like, I almost was going to do a horror porno just specifically for this movie because <laughs> there's some dialogue that feels like it's taken straight out of a porn. Yeah, it is it's very it's very low effort. So here's here's an example. Hey, to come join me, Mom. No, I'll stay here. Come on. I mean I have to come to you. 
and stupid and vague and dumb and just boring as that like 30 second long clip of nothing happening uh-huh. i liked it right <laughs> i was like she really wants him to dance and he's like no and because i'm that guy and all i want is for some hot girl who's mm-hmm. barely clothed to walk up to me and be like you want to dance and i'm like no i got a girlfriend and she's like come on i'm like okay no <laughs> i really don't want to she's like come on and then 30 to 40 seconds later of me going, no. <laughs> and her going, yeah. And me going, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's something, there's something that works about it for me. Right. I mean, yeah, this is the, in, the indication that the film industry by and large has been catering to white men for like the entirety. Oh, <laughs> pretty no. much. Is this, a, is this solely a white thing? It's not, well, I'm sure it's not just a white thing, but it's definitely a male thing. I was just like, oh, yeah, just girls just really want to fuck you in particular. We are, if you can't tell, of the white persuasion, Bryce and I both. Right. So if you are of some other race, tell us your train-oriented fantasy. (laughs) Is a a train... New Year's Eve party a really white thing or a really 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 white thing <laughs> so that I didn't get the full clip of that but she like tries to she tries to to have sex with them and then the guy's like this is very 80s like he goes we're, we're missing the magic show <laughs> Which was confusing because there was already a, there was a magic show like twenty minutes ago in the movie. Yeah, it never and ends. Like, and you're like, what? You're not. You are. Was the editor just confused or something that this was supposed to go earlier in the movie? But then, no. David Copperfield sets it up. He's like, my first of seven magic shows is about to happen. Because when you hire a magician, you're hiring them for several shows. Because everyone knows that. The magic show only really gets good the third time you, you see it. You got the 745 show. You got the 815 show, 845 show. You can't forget the 915 show. You also have the 945 show. You have the 1015 show, and then you have the midnight show. I mean, magicians are like stand-ups. Like, you don't, they don't have multiple versions of the show. They don't have, like, I mean, maybe if you're late career like Penn and Teller, you you have enough, like illusions to like make up <laughs> several different shows or change it up like a rock group where you're like here's our set right, list right 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 but in general like this if is... you're if you're doing a show you're working specifically on the show you're working on right now if you didn't know bryce was white before you know it now his in-depth knowledge of magic show. and stand-up <laughs> all right all right <laughs> Uh, I feel seen. <laughs> I, I don't like being seen <laughs> for what I am. Um, 
we're shown the magician hitting on Jamie Lee, and this is like really where David Copperfield is really laying on the creep vibes. Yeah. Um, they they do a callback to a line from the opening scene, which where like Jamie Lee Curtis is saying, "It's my first time too," and like Copperfield gives jamie lee curtis like a rose or something yeah. and she says something and he's like oh it's no this is my first time giving a rose to a woman or something like that so it's like almost like a very very specific callback to that opening scene to yeah. where it's almost like the magician is trying to specifically communicate <laughs> that they have history uh. <laughs> and uh it so i mean it's it's so so thoroughly established as a red herring um and then it shows uh so he has multiple shows doc the main you know prankster um he hates magicians i fucking hates him and i think he isn't doc like the leader of the the sigma phi so and the guy who set up and hired the magician but then there's a throwaway line where he's like i didn't hire a magician okay so So the magician came with the train it's a package (laughs) deal and and when asked do you want the magician option you're told it's not real he's part of the package you can't really opt out it's in our contract that the magician has to have three shows on any train ride he has this he has this railway market cornered Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm We it's a strong union. We got no. We can't do anything. Um, so it's established that Doc hates magicians, which is also like even more established that like, well, obviously they are enemies. You know, right? They're pitted against each other. Um, and then during the show, Doc is like heavily heckling the magician. Like I could do that. Uh, this is dumb. David Copperfield dumb. puts him in. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Say it again, I stepped on it. <laughs> this is dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> That's exactly what Doc is like. Yeah. And, da- and David Copperfield puts him in squarely in his place. Yeah. And he does... Okay. This is a setup to the finale of the movie. When... Tell me if you had the same experience. <laughs> So in in like uh, response to Doc saying anyone can do this, David Copperfield does like the disappearing act where he raises the sheet, yeah, and there's a little jiggle, and then the sheet drops and it's his beautiful assistant, yeah, in his place and he's nowhere to be seen. Did you think there was anything odd about the beautiful assistant? I can't recall, but I don't think so. The beautiful assistant looked a little too much like David Copperfield. <laughs> to where it was like, it was a trick that he just changed into drag instantly. Like, I was like, is that what the trick is? <laughs> and then it, I mean, it's it's far enough away to where you're like, maybe that's just kind of a real ugly woman. Yeah. Th- okay. That's right. That's or like, right. just kind of a weird, I mean, just not a real you for a guy that can pull down claudia schiffer like this is not the level at which he would be operating at no in terms of assistance and then the camera turns around david copperfield is in the back of the train car behind everyone he's like illusions (laughs) and um so anyways that's that's set up let's skip 
forward. Lots of people killed. Um, Doc finds like his friend and Jamie Lee Curtis's kind of love interest, I think. I, I can't keep track of who's fucking who, but let's just skip to the end. Well, yeah, I just got to say one one important okay, thing yeah, was yeah. the when Doc finds his friend dead, he's like carrying him his dead body, like screaming, like, "Oh, he's dead, he's dead!" And then everyone's like, Haha, "What a funny prank!" Yeah, it, and so it's very much like the boy that cried wolf in, instant. And then like he gets to people that are helping him, and he's like, "I'm a doctor, goddammit! I'm a doctor, and then he proceeds to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, he like to help his friend. Yeah, it's it's inexplicable, and I'm, so I'm like, well, is he a doctor or is he or ain't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, but but also it occurs to me this isn't really a terror a terrifying train, only for a few people. <laughs> yeah, you know, like most people, if they're ninety percent of the people on this train had a fine time with a moment where they had to get off the train right to to be asked about being the killer and then right. they were like hey, i'm cold can i go back inside and keep drinking please thanks and then the, they're like oh okay um so yeah they they stop the train everyone gets off jamie lee and and uh so uh elena and doc figure out like oh well obviously it's this kenny guy that we pranked and then doc proceeds to be like grab elena and drag her back onto the train and really angrily it's like why are you fighting i'm trying to save you by separating you from everyone and putting you in a secluded place uh in a train car that doesn't have very good locks yeah that's right why just just come with me bitch (laughs) it's like what that makes no sense well i mean it's they've set doc up to be that guy they didn't really set him up too much i mean Elena doesn't like him, but you're not really seeing him. Seen, he's just uh, a douche. He's been yeah. He, he, he's been heckling. He's he's constantly messing with his his buddy and Jamie Lee Curtis and their right. relationship. He's just a dick. Yeah. So in this train car, when he's you know trying to lock himself away with Jamie Lee Curtis, he's like full a hundred percent eighties douche. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. He's like every man for himself. It's blah, 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 blah. I'm a douche. What was the deal with, with like, why did frat members, why were frat members so prolific and why were they so douchey? I guess I know why they were so douchey, but why so prolific in 80s movies? Yeah, specifically fraternities. Yeah, fraternities, fraternities, fraternities. It's like college, go to college. Everybody goes to college. I mean, it's, it, has to, it has to be like Animal House. Like, it has to be like... We oh, got was that tap- a 70s movie? Yeah. Okay. They got to tap into the Animal House aesthetic or something. Maybe. So it's like a shared language. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll buy that. Anyways, Jamie Lee escapes this train car uh, with him, and then she gets found by the conductor, and the conductors are like, we'll protect you. We've got a very secluded... Um, set apart old specific final car train, <laughs> this, final, final girl car. We call this the boss fight car. <laughs> no reason. And, uh, and of course she's attacked by the killer and elaborate, you know, kind of scenes where it's kind of like just real awkward. It's like they, they film this whole movie and they get to like kind of the final boss fight and they're like, uh, what should he do to be scary? And they just kind of start looking around the room. <laughs> <laughs> literally they're like uh oh well here's a bar he could kind of poke that through 
Try and this great. Try and jab torture. at her with it. Yeah, she locks herself in this cage, mm-hmm. and he can't get in because she got the key. It's it's awkward uh, and weird. Yeah, it's so and, strange. And there's lots of weird like this. So he he grabs her and strangles her, and her reaction is to like raise her hands like a robber is pointing a gun at her because that's how you defend yourself, right? It's like it's all it's all just weird '80s bad slasher movie logic for the remainder of the movie. And the thing. The thing is, it's not like he's not a physically imposing man. He's not like the only thing that sets him apart from anyone else is that, you know, he's got a beef, you know, right. he, he was messed up. And so it's like he kind of got this small little wafy kind of guy yeah. who's angry. And that's that's enough, apparently, for a 1980s audience. Well, they're wiry. Yeah. That's the thing you got. You got wiry guys. They got wiry strength. Yeah. You know? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, you got those scrawny guys, but their their little tendons are like steel cables. Jesus. <laughs> you know, actually, that's true. I do have a buddy who is very small, but mm-hmm. also, I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah. Like, he knows how to wrestle, and he is good at it. Yeah. So, my question while I was watching this movie, because these 80s slashers were so prolific. They're, they're so... You could have a whole podcast just on 80s slashers and there are podcasts and you never run out does anyone find them scary is anyone scared by this movie I don't know. like would i can't it, would believe... your wife be scared of this no no like I, it's not even like there's not even like decent jump scares it's no. not even like exploitational scares it's like yeah it's mostly just relationship advice look it's a fake dead body <laughs> Oh, I'm spooked. Yeah. Okay, so the the ending. Let's talk about the ending. This is the part, is the best part of the movie, is the ending. Not just because you don't have to watch the movie anymore, but because the reveal of who the killer is. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Because they, how they set it up, they have to do it in this ridiculous way to where... They show the killer, and he was like, he comes back from assumedly dead. Like, Jamie Lee has thrown him off the train, supposedly, but he... Yeah. Clang... He, like... Clung onto the side. Clung onto the side. And when he reappears, um, Jamie Lee sees him, and then the, the reveal. And he looks up, and... He has, like, this creepy see-through mask on. Yeah. And then he unmasks <laughs> the face, and then it's the assistant. Right. It's not the magician, because we just saw that David Copperfield was murdered. It was his assistant. But wait, there's more. David! <laughs> his assistant takes off her wig and it's a guy uh, in drag oh. as we know from early early 80s slashers nothing is scarier than a man dressed as a woman or a woman dressed as a man for that right. matter so it's disguise on disguise reveal which is just one more layer of just like this is so dumb and then i can't even this is so awkward i can't even oh yeah so he goes to, um, and this is all I guess to get Jamie Lee to kiss him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, now. kiss me, and he's got like those now kiss. 
and then she kisses him to which he promptly goes insane because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, all the flashbacks from that night when I was driven ins- madly insane by yeah. the prank. And then he starts twirling around and getting <laughs> caught in some random fabric hanging down again, just like the beginning of the film. And then he just falls out of the, or he gets kicked out of the train. <laughs> falls yes. off a bridge and goes, thunk. <laughs> This happens within like twenty seconds. It's the most ridiculous ending ever. It it is the most enjoyable part of about this movie. See, I was just is that we're seeing out. we're seeing him. The opening scene is this absurd, like confusing scene where the guy's like twirling around and getting caught up in these curtains for some reason, and it's not even like he's strangling himself. It's just that he's real caught up real bad. Get him the old... Tw- How should we end this? Uh, make him do that thing that he did at the start <laughs> where he twirled around. You want him to twirl? Yeah, just make him twirl. But tonight I say we must move forward, not backward, upward, not forward, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Oh, that, yay, David! That was the yay. writer's room. <laughs> they were coming up with how to end this film. So anyways, that was the best part of the movie, and um, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, there there it is. Terror Train, 1980, Jamie Lee Curtis, free on Amazon right now. My final recommendation is, if you want something on in the background uh, while you're having a um, New Year's Eve party, no problem. Mm. This one is no problem. It's fun. There's a, there's a very kind fat man who never gets uh, unvirginized, as far as I can tell. Mm. But he's a he's a merry old man, mm-hmm. and he gives some some speeches. I liked him. That was probably another great, probably the best dialogue in the movie was the his speech. No, in the opening oh. of the film where the uh, he's the pledge, the fat guy's the pledge, right. and the frat bro is like. We're going to get you, you got to get laid tonight. That's how you're going to get initiated. And the guy's like, laid? <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, you're right. How about you get to see some bare chest? You have to see boobs tonight. He's like, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> that, that we can do. <laughs> okay. So let's, okay, any final recommendations? That was it. Yeah, that was it. That's it. I, I, you can terror train you can skip this honestly if if i were to tell you to watch this i'd say watch the opening scene and then the end scene and that's all you really have to watch do you in this think movie. david copperfield hangs his hat on this one i would love to see him like, like hear this reference you know i was in terror train it's like i know that you disappeared like a uh, airliner and a and the statue of liberty but i really want to talk to you about terror train and just see him head, hang his head in shame he's like Jamie Lee was a beautiful young woman. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to taglines. Here's taglines. <laughs> Taglines is an old game that we play where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie that we're reviewing. Um, I've only got a couple. 
Everybody... How do you feel about these taglines? Are you feeling good? Not great. I feel pretty good about mine. Okay, I'm pretty glad good. because I mine didn't come out easy. I thought they'd be a lot easier, and then I was just kind of struggling, and I didn't give myself enough time to yeah. come up with them. Yeah. Shocking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terror train. It's the punked train to punked town, leaving punked station. <laughs> uh, terror train. Sigma Phi, more like Sigma Die. <laughs> okay. Terror train. Trapped on a train with the true terror. Illusionist. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, terror train. We run a train on your terror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I really like that one. Uh, I like that one too. All right, I kind of, kind of blew my load on this one. But oh boy, terror train! But tonight I say <laughs> we must move forward, not backward; upward, not forward; and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Yay! <laughs> Okay, terror train. If a train leaving Santa Fe moves at 65 <laughs> miles an hour going west and a train leaving Boston moves at 45 miles an hour going east, at what point do you get stabbed in the dick? <laughs> uh, that's taglines. That's taglines. All right, let's move on to horror movie that went on forever. <laughs> All right, horror movie horrors. Are we saying horrors? Horrors. Or horrors. They're horrors. 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 Okay. <clears throat> we need a, a dialogue director. We need a dialogue director here at Horror Movie Talk. Um, so this is a bit where we listen to voicemails left by fans. Let's see. The fifth was the last time we did it. Okay. So let's start here. Hey guys, it's your Patreon member, Manny, your boy Manny, local, of course, and everything. Um, but I just wanted to call you guys and just say you guys are really like sponsoring the shit of Manscaped and I'm really suggesting on getting that shit because my shit down there be looking like Osama Belan's beard. So I think I'm going to order that Manscaped from hearing from your guys' review. It's really great down there. So I think I might get that and all the... Fellow listeners out there, guys definitely should get a manscape because you got to make your balls look shiny like a little glass orb. But, you know, <laughs> love you guys, and see you guys next time. That's HMT at checkout. He's got a bush like Osama bin Laden. Damn. That's a... Did we do a manscaped ad in this? No. Oh, should we have? No. Oh, okay. Um, so... They didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, did, I thought they were doing December, January, February. They're doing four four spots each month. So there's five weeks. Oh, I see. Yeah. So there you go. That's, there's your freebie, Manscaped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Manny. So it sounds like Manny's got his Manscaped. And, you know, ladies, if you're in the Vancouver, Washington area, you should probably be seeking out yourself some Manny. Yeah, at this, least you know his junk is clean. He's got shiny, shiny glowing orbs for you to play with. All right, here's another one. 
Hey guys, uh, I haven't really noticed any uh, young people call in necessarily, uh, but uh, 21, North Carolina, you guys are one of the two, if not the only podcast that I actually uh, really look forward to and enjoy every single episode. Um, appreciate what you guys do and uh, keep it up. It's very authentic and I love it. Just don't change anything. You guys are great. Bye. Don't worry about us changing. We don't know how because we're old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for leaving that message, fellow youth. Fellow youth. Actually, yeah. No, 21. And I think Manny is pretty Manny's young Manny's like well. 19, I think. I don't know. I, 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 numbers, I'm old. I forget. Manny's, Manny's pretty young. I, I seem to remember. It's been a while since like, Dude, we've Dude, Manny has the him. largest collection of horror movie toys I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and they're, they're fucking impressive. Right. Anyway, thank you for calling North Carolina. We love you. Thanks for the kind words. Here's our final message. David and Roy, I have returned to speak to you. What's up, you dirty fucks? This is Rose Ho from the Bronx calling you guys again. It's been a while. I've been exploring my sexuality. I had my, my ass eaten a, a couple of times, but uh, that's just, uh, that, that's just a, a, side, a side quest here. I'm calling to tell you guys, you know, I had my, my debit card stolen from a, a, a nice young lady that I invited over a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago. So I had to, to cancel my, my Patreon subscription, but have no fear. I will buy in again. But aside from that, speaking of using the R retarded word, I used to act retarded so I could use the handicapped bathroom. I would walk in perfectly fine. And if I would hear someone outside of the door, I would walk out with a limp. To help further the idea that I, in fact, was retarded. Well... Goodbye, you dirty fucks. I love you all. That's such a loose definition of the word retarded. <laughs> I think that's just... I walked with a limp to show the retardation. I think that's just disabled. <laughs> I love Rojo. <laughs> Rojo's great. So he became, a, he became a patron, and then he stopped being a patron, and I was like, oh, shit. We said... I don't know how we could have possibly said something to offend Rojo, but he stopped becoming a patron. So he calls it that a woman that ate out his ass stole his fucking debit card. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think he specifically said it's the woman that ate out ate out his ass. She's an angel. But whoever did that was an angel. Yeah. I I have not experienced that. I, I don't bro, know you gotta call back and tell me what that's like. I want to like. I want like descriptions. You know, like I wouldn't. I, I can imagine. The, like uh, okay. Mm. This is another way that, like, Ugh. it's going to betray how old I am, because I cannot fathom the situation in which I would be able to ask, hey, honey, will you please eat out my asshole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ew. David, David. Or, Ew, David. Or the situation in which my wife would volunteer... <laughs> 
could be like, no, no, oh, hey, honey, I'm bend over. Let me eat out your dirty asshole. You got You don't. Well, that's the thing. You got to. OK, look, you got to be practical then, about this. Yeah. And then the thing is like, oh, you got to prepare. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of work. For, for somebody looking at my scrum, I'd be off. Shoot, I'll sit in the shower for longer than is comfortable. I'm a simple man. I have a simple taste. And is uh, ass part of those tastes? I just like dressing up like a child and my wife dressing up as a priest. <laughs> <laughs> this makes so, so much sense. Uh, oh, man. Anyways, oh, oh, cool. I love that Rojo's like, one of these girls... One of these kind ladies stole my debit card. I'm like, hmm. Is it a very, is it a particular kind of woman? Like, did you pick her up, you know, on just hanging out on the street? I see. Somewhere? This is the thing. When you live in like borderline rural America, uh, like us in the, basically, I mean, where, where we grew up, Used to be when we were kids, this was rural, and now it's kind of the suburbs. And um, I think the city life is and city people are very different, especially yeah. New York. Man, yeah. you can't. I mean, he's in the Bronx. What do you? You know, there's. I'm not saying. I'm not saying everybody from every young woman you sleep with in the Bronx is going to steal your credit card when after she has sex with you. But there's probably a few. I mean, he met one, so we know there's one. Right. So that's all I'm going to say. I love you, Rojo. Love you, Rojo. And that's it for this week. Um, we'll have a lot of catching up to do because we're recording this well in advance. Ew! Yeah. Maybe we'll have to find another New Year's mo- horror movie to review yeah. the week after. We got another one-star review. Apparently, they yeah. did not. Appre- they just said, stop burping. And um, to which we say, yeah. well, stop burping when you... Take it from my cold, dead larynx. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind not having to burp. It's just I have to. What am I gonna do? I'm just so back and forth on it. Like I can see this is the the amount, the the, the minuscule we should, size of my um, self esteem to where if anyone complains about anything I do, I'm instantly like, well, yeah. I guess I guess I can't do that. Yeah, anymore. you fold like a goddamn card. House yeah. of cards, man. You just like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm bad. Um, yeah, I mean, you also, know, it's you know pretty. It's kind of. I mean, if you study anything about, if you research anything about podcasts, that's kind of table stakes. Is like, don't chew or belch or make right. extreme mouth sounds into the microphone because it's obscene and right. people will hate you for it yeah sure to which we're like fuck that yeah i don't need your rules i just i don't need a big audience um <laughs> you know I'd, it'd be interesting to do a moratorium like a two-month moratorium right Burp, burpatorium maybe that should be our new year's resolution uh, no no belches in the new year. Yeah, and maybe maybe Magnus will start some sort of underground movement to get the burps back. Or maybe, mm. I don't know, we'll see. I, no. haven't, I haven't heard from Magnus in a little bit. No, Magnus will start a, a grassroots campaign to make us watch some other piece of shit movie. <laughs> Swedish fish. Okay, well, I love you guys. You, I hope you share this episode with a friend because that is how we grow. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a number of ways by going to HorrorMovieTalk.com. You know all the ways. You've, you've been listening. So we love you very much. And bye. 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 bye.
Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rock. Pretend kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bag gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. This is the magic trick, huh? Illusion, Michael. Mm. Trick is something a whore does for money.